This is Lance Mangia, and you are listening to Hub Podcast Channel. You're listening to the Hub Podcast, where faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. We decent know each other. Hey, everybody. We are back. Hub Podcast. This is Dino. And Michelle. Hope y'all doing alright, man. We apologize about last week. Uh, just things were crazy. Topsy-turvy. Uh, it was a week of highs and lows. Um, the following, uh, the previous Friday, we, uh, had a big thing in our downtown. Yeah. Um... Uh, the, it's the wine walk or the art art walk yeah. for those who don't drink wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of businesses, you know. They, yeah, they shut down mingle. Main Street so there were no cars coming down so you can walk the middle of the road and a lot of the restaurants brought uh, tables outside. So yeah, because we do live and, a very, you know, it's a small town but it's a very artsy town. Yeah. I think we've mentioned this before. And we made quite a few connections. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be some things for us to help promote and, you know, special events that we're trying to uh, head up. So We'll have to announce those in the future. We yeah. don't want it. We don't want to... Yeah. Give too much, too fast, and then have it all fall apart. So. Right. <laughs> so. Once it's locked down, we'll yeah. let people know. Yeah. So that was good, and then Saturday was good, and Sunday was Easter, and then Monday I got kicked in the back and the belly. I don't know what the hell was going on. Um, so that took me out of commission for a couple of days. And almost a week, I got pretty nervous. I didn't have the energy to do a dang thing, folks. You know, I went to I went to work and made my way back. And Tuesday, you didn't even go. No, Tuesday you couldn't go. Yeah, I wasn't standing upright half. You know, um, but feeling a bit better now, and that's why we didn't do anything. I've been kicking butt on getting the house done. Yeah, you have. We've been doing <coughs> deep spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. If there's a cabinet with stuff in it, the stuff is coming out. The cle- cabinet's getting cleaned, and only half of the stuff is being put back in. Yeah. The rest of it I'm either throwing away or donating. You're a regular Marie Kondo. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, you know, most people have a junk drawer. I realized yesterday that we had a junk closet. Oh, yeah. It's one of those, like, half little cubby closets. It's not, you know, like a full-to-the-door, full-to-the-floor closet. And my plan was to go in there just, you know, as the, I have these buckets. One's a donate-sell bucket. One's a, you know, relocate bucket. means it needs to go somewhere else in the house. Um then the keep bucket, where's the stuff that I'm going to be putting back in there, goes in that keep bucket. And then I've, they said to get a trash bucket, but that doesn't make sense to me. Why put the trash in a bucket only to put the bu- the trash from the bucket into a trash bag? Right, just throw it out. So I have the trash bag with me. Mm-hmm. 
So my plan was to, you know, look at everything and if it was staying, you know, put it in the, you know, divide it the way I'm supposed to divide it. (laughs) And I pulled like two or three things out and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work for this closet. Mm -hmm. So I just pulled all the buckets over and just like unloaded everything into all the buckets. Mm -hmm. Said, okay, because I'm not going to be standing here on this two step lat, two step step ladder. <laughs> mm. Pulling things out for the next three hours. I'm just gonna pull it out, dump it in the bin, <laughs> right? Then put what I want to put back in the closet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Sorry, so, boring y'all to death. But yeah, that's definitely a step. Yep, and I'm still getting used to work, loving it, but taking taking a bit to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. And then we're. We're going to be getting a new quote-unquote addition to the house. Yeah. For the back. Yep. A barn, uh, like a, a shed barn-looking thing. Yeah. So. They, they call them portables, but I mean, they're made out of, it's not going to be like tethered to the ground. Right. <laughs> you know, we can move it at some point. Yep. If and when we want to. There's cert- the um, certain sizes you buy, they require you to tether, but we got one of the smaller ones, so right. it does not need to be tethered to the ground. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to be carving out a recording yeah, corner so in there. Yeah, that'll be the, uh, the, the schoolroom slash, you know, hub podcast hub. Yeah. In there, so that'll be fun. We'll get that all green screened and... Yeah, sound proofed a little bit, and so picture you know m- more good things to come mm-hmm. from her podcast. Um, I don't know if you want to get get into this. What? But what am I wanting and not wanting is, to get into? <laughs> it is on brand for us, and it is what we are. What happened last night? Yeah. And we can leave out names, naturally. Well, obviously, but... But this is the type of reality that... Yeah. It actually happens. I mean, it's definitely thrown me maybe more into a tailspin than it should have thrown me into. But it threw me into one. And I, I just... Serenity... I will use her name because she's ours. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's been holding on to something for almost two weeks now. Mm-hmm. She's eight years old. Eight years old. And she hasn't wanted to tell us. And that in and of itself feels bad that, you know, she didn't feel like she could right. come to us. That, that really made me upset. Um, at myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know why. Um, still can't figure that out. But anyway, she had one of those first, you know, her first crush. Mm-hmm. And to our surprise when it happened, it was reciprocated. Right. He felt the same way. And we thought it was really cool because TT socially a lot of times lives in her sister's shadow. Mm-hmm. Nico's the one that's very outgoing, never meets a stranger, mm-hmm. will walk up to anybody. And a lot of people are friends with Titi because Titi is Nico's right. sister. 
Well, this particular one, this boy, came to TT. And he was TT's friend. So, it, you know, that was that was very special to and me. And they had bonded over, like, Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah, so th- this, was, this was very special to me. And, you know, and to her, too, that she had this. Well, and I was actually getting to know this boy's mom. And, you know, it was somebody that I thought I was building this good bond and this good friendship with. Well, apparently, two weeks ago, this boy comes to Serenity and says that he can't be her boyfriend anymore because she likes horror movies and he's Christian and horror movies come from the devil. So, you know, she's completely devastated. She doesn't, she doesn't understand because here we are trying to show her how you know you can be a christian and and live a christian life and still enjoy the horror genre it it, that it you know i mean we know our good friends are pastors and they can enjoy the horror genre and you know that really shouldn't have this stigma that it has and for two weeks she's been she's been having to hold that in Mm -hmm. and I just, I don't know. I, I. Yeah, and it never got brought up. It never, and she seemed normal for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then just last night. Two, one or, between one and two o'clock in the morning. We she's hear her bawling in her room like I'd never heard her bawl before. Which tells me she's been crying silently. Mm-hmm. And she just finally let it. it. And if I'm understanding the situation correctly. Nico's known. Mm-hmm. She was confiding in Nico. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, that was just something that they wanted to, she wanted to keep between the two of them. And, and I guess on some level, is, you know, they're sisters, they're best friends. I can get that. I can huh. get that that was something that, you know, they were trying to do amongst themselves. But, you know, and I, I, I wound up telling her, I said, you know, I said, T.T., there's going to be other boys. Mm-hmm. You're eight. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I mean, I never expected this to be the long haul one, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, so I'm trying to tell her, you know, there's going to be other boys. I said, you're going to find a boy who likes the same things you do. That's going to, you know, that's yeah. going to be, you don't want to be mirror image of each other. But, you know, you're, you're going to find somebody that's going to have similar interests to you and things that you can. Right that you can talk about and and I hugged her while she cried and you know I kissed her and I I did the best that I could for her and I did call I did call her over later when I had a little bit of time to process and I said to her I said well you know I said what I'm going to tell you TT is here's an opportunity for you to you have a choice in this mm-hmm. I said you can you know, if he is somebody that you do truly, really want to get to know better, and and I mean, I don't know what you do at eight years old, right. but you know, I I said you really only see him one day a week, so you know. But if this is somebody that you want to in, invest in, you do have a choice here. You can say, okay, he's important to me. 
I'm not going to watch horror movies because he's important to me. Right. So you have that choice. I said, you know, or you can choose to say, okay, well, I'm just going to try and be friends with him and still watch horror movies, but we won't be able to be quote unquote boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. And I'm, I'm proud of her because she chose what she likes. She mm-hmm. chose who she is right. to not change herself Dang right. for somebody else, somebody else's standard. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can tell in that she chose horror movies. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> she said, I like horror movies. I, I don't want to stop watching horror movies. So I'm like, okay, well, that that, that is your choice. Mm-hmm. I said, now with that, you've got to understand the consequences. And it's going to mean that you don't have that boyfriend, girlfriend crazy, right. with him. And she goes, okay. I said, but you, baby, but as I said before, you know. There's gonna be other. There's gonna be other boys. Yeah. This is. There's gonna be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daddy doesn't like that fact, but there's gonna be other boys. Right. <laughs> but after I got done talking with her, and actually Killian sat with me a little bit because I just got very emotional, mm-hmm. and I finally came into the bedroom here at you know what it's around three o'clock or so by the time I came in here. And there was several times where I was just laying here and I couldn't hold back anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just started bawling. And yeah, it was because of her. But that wasn't the only thing. Right. I started thinking of the rest of the implications. And because I don't want to go in, in you know, into too much. Um, like I said before, this mother, I thought I was forging a friendship with her. Right. Because I'm just going to leave it to that parameter. I'm not yeah. going to. And now I've got a question. Well, what does she think of me? Right. If she's telling, because what what T- Serenity had said was that he said that his mom told him that horror movies come from the devil and he believes his mom and he believes that they come from the devil too. So, you know, that lets me know what her thought processes are right. and what her thoughts are on it. Right. Last so, time I checked... Devil hadn't been making any horror movies. So, I mean, you know, I've got to take that to its logical conclusion. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't want her son to be boyfriend and girlfriend with Titi because she likes horror movies, well, then where does that leave me and a friend, you know? Friendship. I I know that it's not a dating thing, but they were eight years old, so they weren't really dating anyway. Right. So where does that leave me? Is she one of those don't, you know, smoke, drink, chew, hang with those who do, don't allow the things of the world to right. come in and are so ba- right, the so Gengalis considered this pariah, this worldly, are we, are we the Adams family? Right. You know, so it was like, okay, so this friendship that I thought I was forging... I guess I really wasn't. Right. I mean, she ha- she hasn't said anything to me about not liking horror movies. And, you know, if she doesn't like horror movies, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like because of what she said to her son and what her son in turn did with Serenity, it took it to another level and brought it across 
a line. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I knew that she was a traditional Christian, tradition, you know, conservative. very conservative. So I kind of tiptoed around <laughs> with, you know, having the belief in CI to begin with. Right. You know, so I was already <laughs> in, in some degree feeling like I was on eggshells. Right. We're a little more fringe. So yeah. this just added another layer. Right. So it's like, so I, at this point, I'm still really trying to figure out, okay, well, where do I, how am I going to handle this? You know, how am I going to move forward in this particular situation? But it impacted me in general, too, today. And I did sit and talk with the girls for a little bit about it. And, you know, I told them, I said, look, I said. Today? Hmm? Today? Today, yeah. (laughs) Because I was laying here. I got up in time to go to church. You were up in time to go to church. We could have gotten the family up in time to go to church. Instead, I was laying in my bed praying that the girls didn't wake up in time to get to church. Because I didn't feel like being around other Christians today. Mm. Yeah. That That's the point blank truth. Mm. I could not handle being around a group of ch- Christians today. Mm. And, you know, and I said that, to, I, I said that to the girls. I think I, I had more of a conversation with Nico about it. But I said to her, I said... A lot of what you guys don't know, you know, I said in conversations that mommy has, I've been called Satan. I've been called a daughter of Satan. Uh, I've been called a non-Christian, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, a false teacher, a, you know, mm-hmm. a heretic. Uh, right. I, I've been told I'm going to hell and that I'm I'm going to burn forever and that I'm a deceiver of the children. And I, if, it, if it's a Christian insult. Mm-hmm. It's been thrown at me. Right. And I've slowly, it it feels really weird because my faith in God is stronger than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. My, my belief in scripture and my understanding of scripture, I feel is stronger than it's ever been. Right. I am completely wanting to move away from the church. Okay. And I, I haven't expressed this. No, you you have not. This is. And th- this is where I've been today. I mean, whether right or wrong, it's where I am. Mm. And yeah. Okay. That went a little different than I thought it would go. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Um, <laughs> apropos of nothing, um, commercial break! <laughs> commercial break! What's going on, everyone? My name is Josh G, host of the Your Next Favorite Movie podcast. Each week, I will bring on a guest to discuss their favorite movie. We'll talk about why it's a great movie. We'll talk about sequels if it had any, sequels they may want to see, and we'll even cover the dreaded remake. But be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts, and follow us on social media at YNF Movie Pod. And remember, check back every week, because you never know when you may come across your next favorite movie.
Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. I, I, I didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, oh. You know, we got a couple of reviews for our podcast. Okay. Um, our buddy. <coughs> Actually, this one falls right in line with. With our previous it's Kind discussion. of what we were just talking about. Uh, Josh G. He has the, uh, Your Next Favorite Movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is a very good show. I recommend you listen to that. We do play that promo. Uh, he wrote, Dino and Michelle are awesome. They cover faith in the non-priestly way. They talk about family and movies and all things pop culture. And that was a five-star review. So, Josh, thank you for that one. Cool. And then on iTunes. No, we got two more. Did we? Hey. Awesome. Cool. Two on iTunes. Uh, One is from Mac, uh, Mac Jackson. This was from April 7th. He said, Sincere thoughts. These two are like having friends from the neighborhood stop by. You get a little life story, a little entertainment thought, and sometimes heavier topics. Oh, we never do heavier topics. <laughs> that make you think. Sit back and relax with each episode. Max, thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then, there was one more. From David and Wine, he said, uh, it's a a five-star again, from April 4th, a a great show, while you might be saying, huh, at first, you won't be at the end, huh, is a great mix of a variety of topics, and while things might get a little wild at times, you'll mostly be better off. After you give them a listen. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> you can't hit them all out of the park. <laughs> but I appreciate that. And, and uh... Hey, any of the feedback helps. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what. Let's look this up. <laughs> um, Sorry, y'all, to bring you into my, uh... Yeah. Oh, I got dimension. a, uh... I'm gonna be working on a video for, uh... A documentary I revered um, called Sam and Maddie Make a Zombie Movie. So make sure you look for that on YouTube. Yep. And while we're doing that. Alright. Well, we're going to finish up this uh, movie trivia. Stump the Dino yeah, movie trivia. Alright, we're going to get the final scoring tonight. See where he is. And then we'll figure out where we're going to 
move after this one. All right. You know what? I have the epic theme drop for that one. Boom. There it is. All right. Well, right now you're sitting at an overall of 75%. Right. You're passing. Yeah. Not as much as by what you would like, but you're passing. No. All right. Uh, we're going to do two sections tonight. So let's kind of. Okay. All right. The first one is drama and classics. Mm -hmm. In 1997's Titanic, Kathy Bates betrayed Blank, a passenger who was the subject of her own, Molly her own 1964 film. Very good. She was one of my favorite characters in that one. Yeah, she I love her. Do the main <laughs> characters in 1969's Easy Rider ride? Chappers. Motorcycles. Okay. Chapper motorcycles. Okay. Here's a bonus question. Whoops, sorry, hit the mic there. Yay, bonus question. <laughs> Getting into the bonus questions quick. All right. Name the actor who played Alfie. In Alfie, 2004. Uh, a role Wait. originated by Michael Oh, Kane okay, I'm sorry. In Alfie, 1966. Okay. And then starred alongside Michael Caine in 2007's Sleuth in a role Michael Caine originated in 1972's. I'm sorry, I jumped in. Thank you for Gotta that. let me finish asking well, the question. Well, you said we had to go. <laughs> All right, 2002's The Hours featured three storylines that take place in three different decades, one of which centers around blank, an author whose work influences two women in the other two. Virginia Woolf? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. As the title character, blank did all his own singing in Ray, 2004's biopic about Ray Charles. Oh, um, 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 Jimmy Fox. Yes, sir. Right. Posing as a fake psychic. Oda Mae Brown discovers she's actually a real one when she can hear Sam in 1990s. Ghost. I didn't even have to look at the answer in that one. <laughs> in Silkwood, title character Karen Silkwood, her roommate Dolly, and boyfriend Drew all work in a... Uh, like a radiation lab. With something. I don't know what they call it. Um, plutonium processing plant. No. You said... Re it, uh, I don't uh, think that's the same. Oh, no, well. I gotta be honest. Be, I was a little big. <laughs> okay. Um, what disease does Shelby suffer from in 1989's Steel Magnolias? Cancer? What? Diabetes. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Let's see. 
though intended for use on animals, hitman Anton Chirug uses a blank to kill people. One of those. What is that called? One of those blow pop things. Oh. I don't know what it's called. Three, two, one. Camera. Oh. Bolt gun. Bolt gun. Right. You were close. I think I knew what you were going for, yeah, but you didn't really to. give I didn't, it. I didn't know you Didn't really give me the name, so I can't. Okay, one of the cons in 2013's American Hustle involves catching politicians from blank taking illegal bribes. New York, New Jersey, Florida, California, or Pennsylvania? No. Pennsylvania. New Jersey. Oh, okay. uh, you were doing so good. That was a guess. You were doing so good. I know. Okay, in 2012's Lincoln, Daniel Day-Lewis portrayed the president who lobbied for Congress to pass the Blank Amendment. Oh, I'm going to look like an idiot. Because I don't know what amendment abolished slavery. 18th. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Dang! Thirteenth. Sorry, fellow Americans. Can't know everything. In 2008's Milk, Harvey Milk, played by Sean Penn, is elected to blank, making him the first openly gay man to be elected to public office in California. Uh, Was he city council? San Francisco's mayor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the guy that killed him tried the, uh, the Twinkie defense. Oh, wait, what does that say? Wait a minute. Based on the true events, Milk was elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1977. He and San Francisco's mayor, George Marcone, played by Victor Garber, were assassinated by Supervisor Dan White, played by Josh Brolin. Oh. And he tried to put on the Twinkie defense. He ate too many Twinkies. Idiot. Bonus question. Name the director who portrayed famed director Cecil B. DeMille in Sunset Boulevard, a 1950 movie about making movies. Name the director who portrayed famed director C.C.B. DeMille in Sunset Boulevard. John Ford. C.C.B. DeVille. C.C.B. DeMille. DeVille. DeMille. 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 Sorry, yes. DeMille. See? I can't even read it. (laughs) So you should give me that because (laughs) nobody played C.C.B. DeVille. I said it. Anyway. Yes, he played himself. Hmm. If you had given me anything close to his name, I would give it to you. Okay. But it doesn't count against you because it was a bonus. Oh, okay. So. Good. Okay. Uh, which college does Big Mike, uh, 
oh is it oher played by quentin aaron choose to attend in 2009's the blind side notre dame the university of mississippi the university of tennessee syracuse university or louisiana state university uh, miss hmm? i'm looking here yep university of mississippi Who wins the fight between Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed in Rocky? In the first Rocky? It was a draw. It just says Rocky. What answer do they give here? 1976 Best Picture Oscar went to Sylvester Stallone's boxing drama in which Rocky loses the fight but wins the girl of his dreams. Adrian played by Talia Shire. Are you calling a foul on that answer? Not anything misremembering, but whatever. I mean, he would have probably would have won by points anyway. So okay. Maybe that's what they're going by. Yeah. I thought. Oh no, it was a split decision. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Which of the following United States presidents is not portrayed in 2013's Lee Daniels, The Butler? Dwight D. Eisenhower, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, or John F. Kennedy? Eisenhower. Okay, it says, though the real-life Cecil Gaines, whose name is actually Eugene Allen, played by Forrest Whitaker, worked in the White House for Eisenhower, played by Robin Williams, Nixon, John Cusack, Reagan, Alan Rickman, and Kennedy, James Marston. He did not work for President Clinton. So he, you had said who? No, he's not. So I was wrong. Okay, 1921. I'm upset about that Rocky question. But, okay. <laughs> I'm upset with me. So, okay. Uh, 1921's The Kid. One of the first films to mix comedy and drama was written by, directed by, and starred Charlie Chaplin as blank, himself the subject of a 1992 film. What was his name in the movie? Yeah, let me ask it again. 1921's <coughs> The Kid, one of the first films to mix comedy and drama, was written by, directed by, and starred Charlie Chapman, Chaplin as blank. Himself, the subject of a 1992 film. The Tramp. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Woo. <laughs> I thought that was a separate movie, but... Okay. A bonus question. Name the legendary actor who starred in only three films. 1955's Rebel Without a Cause. James and Dean. East of Eden. And 1956's Giant. Yep. James Dean. Yep. Based on the 1936 play by Claire Booth, is it Luce or Lucy? 1939's Blank starred Joan Crawford, Norma Shearer, Rosalind Russell, and no men. Oh, I've got no clue. No? Okay. It is the entire cast of The Woman. Well, <laughs> so it's not just a clever name there. Guess not. No, 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 no. Okay. Sidney Lumet, 
directed 12 Angry Men, a Ooh. film in which the title characters are never named, but designated in the credits by their placement in a... Jury. One of my favorite movies of all time. I almost didn't even finish asking it because I knew... But I needed to give you directly what to answer, so I kept going. All right. 2005's Walk the Line, which is another movie you love, yeah. tells the story of which country music couple? Johnny just, and June. Yep, June Carter Cash and Johnny Cash. Yep. Tammy Wynette and George Jones. Tanya Tucker and Glenn Campbell. Loretta Lynn and Doolittle Lynn. Patsy Cline and Charlie Dick. The Cashes. It's a great movie. Hotter than Pepper Sprout. <laughs> Their house wasn't far from us when we lived in Tennessee. No. So Barry Manilow, not Barry Manilow, Barry Gibb burned it down or something. Yeah. On accident. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in 1987's Moonstruck, the Castorini family live in the Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, Staten Island, or Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Yep. Hey. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. Okay. It's a very New York movie. Yeah, yeah. One of the first, if not the most popular, feature films to focus on the AIDS epidemic, this award-winning film from 1993 starred Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. Bonus. Name the actress who starred in The Amazing Spider-Man 2012 and Birdman 2014. Um, Emma Stone? In 1951's The African Queen was about a boat captain and a missionary sailing an African river on a boat named... The African Queen? There you go. <laughs> People couldn't see my thumbs up there. But <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to overthink that. <laughs> okay. Uh, some of the characters in 1978's Coming Home were coming home from... Vietnam? Yes, sir. Name the epic 1974 film adapted from two of the hottest novels published that burned with a rarely seen all-star multi-generational cast. Wow, can you reread that? Name the epic 1974 film adapted from two of the hottest novels published that burned with a rarely seen all-star multi-generational cast. Wow, I don't know. It seems pretty damn important, but I haven't seen that many clues. I think once I read it, you'll know it. 74 film. Mm -hmm. Named the epic 1974 film adapted from two of the hottest novels. Two of the hottest novels. Mm -hmm. So there's one film adapted Published that burned with a rarely seen all-star multi-generational cast. Three. The Thornbirds. Oh. Yep. All right, let's see. I'll start and see once I re start reading yeah, the cast. Yeah, I, I don't... Few. Boasting a cast that included, get this lineup, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, Faye Dunaway, Fred Astaire, Robert Vaughn, Robert Wagner, 
Richard Chamberlain, William Holden, Jennifer Jones, O.J. Simpson, and more. Mm -hmm. The Towering Inferno. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, good movie. Huh? Good movie. All right, we got two more and a bonus for this one. Okay. Okay. 1940s The Grapes of Wrath concerns the Joad family dealing with losing their farm in the middle of... The Depression? Name Chuck Nolan's quiet yet faithful friend from 2000's Castaway. Wilson! <laughs> they gave you choices I wasn't even going to give you. That, you remember I told you the day I thought of one that Killian needed to see? Uh-huh. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Remember I couldn't remember afterwards? I'm like, I know we talked about one he needed to see. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, the bonus. Name the actress who fought and loved her husband, George, in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, 1966. And fought and loved Caesar in Cleopatra, nineteen sixty-three. Elizabeth Taylor. All right, so that's the end of drama and classics. Do you okay. want me to do the math so we know? Uh, it's or do you want me to just keep go going? Go through the other one. Go through the other one, and then we'll do. Mm. All righty. The next one and the final one from the book is animated films. Okay. All right, so let's go. What does Gaston use in all of his decorating? No one fights like Gaston, no. Pictures of himself? Uh, hmm? He uses antlers in all of his oh. decorating. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, the dinosaurs in 1988's The Land Before Time are journey, journeying to what place? No, no. What place are they traveling to? No. Going to the sleeping ground, I don't know. The Great Valley. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Name the 1997 musical based on the speculated life of a missing Russian royal. Anastasia. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Need to show that one to the girls. (laughs) Don't the glowing people. (laughs) Oh, the glowing people. Was it Bertok? Is that his name? Played by Hank Azaria. Yes. I, I the in all of those those are like my favorite mm-hmm. you know the dra- Mo- dragon and Mulan right. and yeah they they just make the movies mm-hmm. <laughs> okay 1992's Fern Gully is the last desert grassland rainforest. still water coral reef or rainforest. rainforest see that one they give choices for well the predecessor to Avatar <laughs> okay name Gru's Three adopted daughters in 2010. Oh, no. What are their names? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I 
probably Mandy and Mindy. I don't know. <laughs> Margot, Edith, and Agnes. Yeah, those are them. <laughs> I could have just said they any three names. Oh, so lovely! <laughs> Based on the 1978 picture book by Judy and Ron Barrett, this 2009 film could theoretically be viewed on both the Weather Channel and the Cooking Channel. Hmm. Think about it. I'll read it again. Oh, Cloudy and Chance Meatball? Yes. <laughs> cool. They gave it to you in the... <laughs> okay, central characters in 2005's Madagascar start the film as residents of what world-famous zoo? San Diego Zoo, Bronx Zoo, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Philadelphia Zoo, or the Central Park Zoo? Central Park Zoo. Yes, sir. Okay. See, all these are kind of fitting right in because we had kids right around these times. Yeah. So this is kind of... Okay. In 2010's Tangled, Rapunzel finds that when not frying up some eggs, a blank is useful in a fight. A skillet. Mm-hmm. Frying pan. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, see, and hot take. That's actually my favorite... More modern Disney film. <laughs> you love that whole scene when she's like, she goes between being, this is the best day of my life. Oh, what have I done? Best day of my life. Name Lady Tremaine's cat in 1950s Cinderella. Ooh. I don't know, so I'm going to guess the dragon. No. Because that's a cat from Secret and You're kind of close. It says, while Cinderella's stepmother and stepsisters, Gisela and Anastasia, were abusing her, Lucifer tormented her. Oh, Lucifer. Okay. <laughs> okay. In 2011's Rio, Blue, a blank, makes his way to Brazil. Pear? Blue McCall. Oh, my. A macaw is a parrot. I don't know. They were the same thing. I think a macaw is a type of parrot. It says blue, voiced by Jesse Eisenberg. is surprised to find another blue macaw, including Jewel, voiced by Anne Hathaway. Is a macaw a parrot? All macaws are parrots, but not all parrots are macaws. So it's a. Alright, I give it to you. Thank you. Okay. Based on characters featured on the 1960s The Rocky and Bullwinkle Show, Mm -hmm. this pair of time travelers were the stars of their own big screen movie in 2014. Sherman and Peabody. Interesting fact for those who care. In our daughter's room, we have a Peabody that's been hanging like literally hanging he got caught a little um did you? yeah from mcdonald's got stuck 
in the um, strings for their um, blinds. Oh, really? He, he's still there. <laughs> we can't get him off. I, Sorry, I leave, Mr. Peabody. I leave it there as a lesson for the girls. See what happens if you play with these strings? You're going to get caught and you're not going to get down. <laughs> I am here to teach you a lesson. <laughs> okay. In Tim Burton's 1993, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Sally is the creation of blank, Halloween Town's resident scientist. Oh, played by James Higgy. Um, I don't remember his name. The professor. You want to take a few seconds to think about it, or? No, Sally. Did you slip me deadly night, Jay? Uh... No. Dr. Finkelstein. Finkelstein. Antagonized by the main character, farmers Bogus, Bunce, and Bean are the antagonists in... What? <laughs> Antagonized by the main character, farmers Bogus, Bunce, and Bean are the antagonists in... Barnyard, Al. Nope. In this adaptation of Roald Dahl's 1974 book, Fantastic Mr. Fox, oh. the farmers are fed up with Mr. Fox's uh, shenanigans. I have not seen that yet. No, we haven't, have we? I heard it's good. Maybe that's one we have to experience with the kids. Okay, bonus question. Hey. The actor-dancer-director was an American in Paris in 1951 who went singing in the rain in 1952. Gene Kelly? Yes. And I love um, Tom from uh, Spider-Man. His rendition of singing in oh, the rain. Oh, yeah. Love that one. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got some physical attributes, that guy. Every time that comes on, I've got to watch it. Was it that? What's the name of that show? Um, Lip sync. Something like that. Great, like yeah, where stars like yeah. try and outdo themselves with lip, lip syncing. Yeah, but every time that comes on, I've got to watch it. Okay. Two of the gargoyles in 1996's *The Hunchback of Notre Dame* were named after blank, the author of the original 1831 book. Victor and Hugo. Yay! I will say that that one I didn't enjoy as much. Yeah. That animation didn't enjoy it as much. All right, bonus question. Name the actress who won an Oscar for playing The Country Girl, 1954, but went on to marry the Prince of Monaco in real life. Grace Kelly? Yes. Name all seven dwarves from 1937's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in oh, alphabetical don't order. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Ready? Yep, I'm ready. The bashful, dark, dopey, grumpy, happy, sleepy, sneezy. There you go. Hey! You got it. Where's Sal? <laughs> Need Sal! Different than warps. 
cutest dwarf of them all. You know, she still walks around. I'm still Sal. Just so you know, I'm <laughs> still Sal. Oh, Nico, speaking of, we have a question for you. Okay, anyway. The Beatles had to face what notorious music-hating creatures in 1968's Yellow Submarine? The Blue Meanies. In their self-titled 2003 film, these older ladies are remarkable musicians and agile bicyclists. Nonsense? No. Um, what does it say? The Triplets of Belleville. Okay. Oh! Okay. I think it was a... It's like an animation. Okay. Prince Charming and Blank, voiced by Jennifer Saunders, scheme to break up Fiona and Shrek in 2004's Shrek 2. Prince Charming and Who? Voiced by Jennifer Saunders. Scheme to break up Fiona and Shrek in 2004's Shrek 2. Cinderella? Nope. Huh? Fairy Godmother. Oh! Oh, okay. That's what threw me off. She's not, not a nice fairy godmother. No, she's not. She's always doing something. Mm-hmm. What is Humpty Dumpty's middle name in 2011's Puss in Boots? Alvin, Andrew, Alexander, Alfred, or Arthur? Well, there you go. Alvin, Andrew, Alexander, Alfred, or Arthur? I'm going to go with Andrew. You're going to go with Andrew? And you be wrong. Okay. Alexander. <laughs> I think I stopped at the third movie. <laughs> Based on the best-selling graphic novel of the same name, Blank tells the story of a young girl... Growing up in Iran in 1979. Thank Okay. Based on the best-selling graphic novel of the same name, Blank tells the story of a young girl growing up in Iran in 1979. The Persepolis. Oh. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think I've ever heard that. Folks, I might be letting you down here. Okay. In 1986's An American Tale... Fievel and the other immigrant mice are under the impression that there go no blank in America. That there are no blank in America. 1986's An no, American Tale. Fievel no. and the other American mice are under the impression that there are no blank in America. Cats? No. Uh, though it is a land of opportunity, the mice are disheartened to learn that there are indeed Cats Yay! in America. Somewhere <laughs> out there. That was a Hail Mary. <laughs> Edna Mode's designs never include a... Cape. Because capes would get in the way. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> okay, this 1990 animated sequel to a 1977 animated film found its protagonists... Bernard and Bianca traveling to another continent. The Voyagers Down Under? The Rescuers Down Under. The Rescuers Down Under. I'm going to take your correction because it came pretty quickly. Yes, The Rescuers Down Under. Yay! Okay. Carol Burnett provides the voice of a kangaroo in which Dr. Seuss adaptation. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 
the Lorax, Horton Hears a Who, The Cat in the Hat, or Go Dog Go. Horton Hears a Who? Yep. What is NIM? An acronym for In the Secret of NIM. Oh, no! NIM. It's one of your favorites. I know. <laughs> NIM is coming. It's going to kill me. I can't even guess. Okay. In the 1982 film NIM for the National Institute of Mental Health. Oh, okay. Had experimented on rats and mice, giving them superior intelligence. Based on Robert C. O'Brien's Miss Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, it was the first feature film directed by Don Bluth, yep. who would go on to produce and direct such films as 1986's An American Tale and 1989's All Dogs. He would also go, go on and do uh, Space Ace and uh, Dragon's Lair video mm. games. So there's a little... Mm. Something to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So, on the drama and classics, mm -hmm. you got a 76%. Okay. On your animated, 64 Oh! You need to watch more cartoons. Mm, I guess. Animated features, let's put it that way. Okay. Overall, though, hon, you got a 76%. Oh! So it's pretty good on that whole book. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, 76%. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. Um, we don't want to bring my attitude back in. Right? <laughs> All right, guys. We want to thank you for joining us. We're going to have another great episode next week. Um, leave a review on Podchaser or on iTunes. Hit us up on the Facebook group. And... We just know each other. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.